0: Welcome to Talking Transfers from the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by 90 Min's transfer correspondent, Graham Bailey, and 90 Min's top cat, Toby Cudworth. Please subscribe to the show on all your major podcast platforms and follow us at double underscore Scott Saunders, at Toby underscore Cudworth, and at Graham Bailey on Twitter. Graham, busy?
1: Yeah, very busy stats a week, as ever. Um, No let up, and uh, yeah, um, interesting. Diaby, following that at the moment, just doing a piece as we talk. Um, is he one of your favourite players? I, I like him a lot. It's interesting. Does we'll he make
0: into... Graham's Graham's eleven?
1: My eleven. Um, he might do. You know, i being. Tra- I'd like to see him in England. I think I'd be interested. But I, we know he's formed Newcastle tag. Interestingly, and Piff is still trying to buy him, which is fascinating tip bit of that story. So uh, we'll come to it. But um yeah um Aston Villa. I like what Aston Villa are doing though. We'll talk about them during the show. But yeah, if um what's that, if the went there as well, they'd certainly be getting more of my attention next season.
2: Toby, how's the voice? Better than Friday show. So apologies for any repeat listeners who could hear my extremely low toned voice. Um, I'm worried though, Scott, in general about West Ham, because we've got a few weeks of the season to go. We haven't signed anyone to replace Rice. Um, we've lost two of our first team coaches and we're experimenting with styles of play. So I'm fearing what happened last season where we, we got off to a terrible start.
0: If you do, Moisey.
2: (laughs) I've said previously, he's going to be under the pump very quickly. If we do get off to a slow start, his future will be called into
0: question. Um, Is it, are we earlier, are we close enough to the start of the season to go all in? On first manager for the chop because I think I've made my decision already. Gone. who are you going with first? David Moyes.
2: I think he's a top contender, isn't he? He'd be bookmaker's favourite,
0: that's for
1: sure. Um, I would put not many other candidates. Steve Cooper, if Forrest have a bad start, he'll, he's always up there, isn't he? Um, I making Manchester, but yeah, David Moyes. Um hearing a lot of interesting things coming from West Ham. Not a positive for TC, but it's going to be an interesting start of the season. Have you got, have you got a hard start to season or easy, Toby?
2: Uh, mixed. We're one of those teams that we've got terrible records against certain teams, and we've got Brighton away second game of the season, so probably lose that. Luton's first home game now is going to be against West Ham because they've had their first scheduled home game pushback. So West Ham, I'm sure, will gift Luton three points in that game. Um... And of course, Europa League kicks in pretty early. So if West Ham do get off to a, a bad start, they're then playing catch-up and playing on Sundays. Yeah, it's
0: not an ideal situation. Bournemouth, Chelsea, Brighton, Luton, Manchester City, Liverpool in the first six. Uh, Toby, Declan Rice confirmed as an Arsenal player over the weekend since we did our last show. Uh, how did you feel... I've
2: been saying I'm all right with it because Dex helped West Ham achieve everything that I hoped. That Um, is not, however, shared among the fan base. Well, no, I was then going to go on to say, having then seen him in an Arsenal shirt, it did kind of hurt. And watching those social media videos, and I know it's all for social and you say a lot of things sometimes because the club have asked you to and there's not necessarily the meaning behind it, but yeah. I didn't enjoy seeing the volume of videos that came out on Arsenal social channels and, um, yeah, I would prefer that it hadn't happened and that he'd gone abroad, but you know, that was never going to happen. So it is what it is. I wish him all the best, uh, but whether or not he's going to get the trophy success he desires, we will have to wait and see.
0: Yeah. Big jump going to a team that hasn't won a trophy for a few years, expected to win trophies. Anyway, uh, arsenal doing their business they signed Julian timber as we've reported uh, was going to happen for a few weeks kai Havertz, as well has been signed arsenal will feature later in this show as they try and offload a hot property striker with a big asking price uh we will talk unfortunately audio gary um audio gary one who uh Gave us some nice feedback just recently. We will have to talk about Manchester United because they ha- they are doing a lot of business. Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a warning. Uh, Ten minutes or so. If you want to skip through it, please do feel free. Uh, and I'll try not to shoehorn United too much into the conversation. After that, we'll also talk about Manchester City and their attempts to sign a new central defender. We'll talk Mr. Diaby, as Graham says. We'll do some irons in the fire. Some... Transfer targets for West Ham as they try and spend that Declan Rice money. We'll talk Harry Kane, we'll talk Chelsea's fire sale, and we'll talk Graham. One, another one of Graham's favorite players, Mitrovic, Alexandra Mitrovic, towards the end of the show. And we did say before we try and get Graham's uh, favorite 11 in the world, didn't we? And we just forgot about it, but maybe we'll set that task uh, for next week or for Friday's show. Uh, but let's start with, unfortunately, Let's start with the plugs. 90min.com forward slash talking transfers, 90min underscore football on all the socials. And obviously I mentioned earlier the socials for us as well. 90min is where you can find all of the latest transfer news, all of the latest reaction, a lot of news in general, a lot of opinion stuff. Yep, subscribe wherever you see us. Uh, let's start with United though, unfortunately. Uh, Andre Onana is coming in. Marcus Rashford is, so, is going to finally put pen to paper on... Or he might have already uh, put pen to paper on his new contract with United, Graham. Are they both signed into 2028? Is that is that right?
1: Making me do maths early in the morning. Sorry. Yes, yes, believe so. Yeah, that is the case. They'll both be tied to Old Trafford until 2028. Uh, five-year deals for each. Option on 0-9ers deal, but yes, they will be uh, teammates for the foreseeable future.
0: United are spending some money. They've signed Mason Mount. They've signed or they will announce Andre Onana within the next few it's within the next few days you'd expect Graham and they fly out to the US this week as well. Safe to say that
1: they expect him to make his debut again. Is it Arsenal on the twenty second? Arsenal on this on the, on Saturday, the, yeah, I believe. Yeah. They expect him to be in the squad for that game, at the very least.
0: That does... Obviously, we talked about Onana. We talked about Rashford on previous podcasts. I mean, these are no surprise. But United are finally getting over the line with those. Uh, We did a report yesterday on the fee uh, that it will cost United to bring Onana to Old Trafford. Inter finally agreed to sell. That was a negotiation that lasted a few weeks. Marcus Rashford's negotiations have lasted a few months. uh, But anything to say on that one, Graham? Marcus Rashford's contract...
1: I think that's not, well, Well, he becomes the highest paid player at the club, um, which is warranted. It's quite rare for United to make a homegrown product highest paid player. I know, Scott, they have this, um, they use the fact that they're homegrown to bring them through gradually. But I think the season that Rashford had last season, one of England's big stars, he he did have genuine interest from likes of PSG out there. So it wasn't as if he didn't have options. He did. But he always wanted to stay united, um, and now he's seemingly back to his best. Best under Ten Hag, um, yeah. I think, I think he warrants he, he warrants this uh, this contract. Um, you know, United fans will debate whether how much he's worth, but he's he's such a key piece to you now, isn't he? Scott, that it was just a no-brainer for United to get us over the line, and uh, they managed to do so.
0: The face of the project, I think, Eric Ten Hag has put him in that in that status has played a big part in convincing Rashford to re-sign, But what about sales? That is important, Graham. Uh, let's talk about, I've got a few players on the list. Not all of them were in the running order. You communicated to me, but I'm hoping that we can just run through each of them pretty quickly for the latest. Mm-hmm. Harry Maguire, do United have a legitimate chance of getting him out?
1: Yes, they do. And, and, there's a real chance that he does go. How he goes is the issue. You know, United, United love to sell him for 50 million plus. That's not going to happen. He's got huge wages to go with this. The, he is sat sitting down, Kin and uh, Maguire. So he sat down with his agents again this week, debating whether where they should go. We've reported on the pod before that his agents believe he moved to Serie a move to C.R. might be the best option for him. There is interest out there. Uh, Juventus, one of the clubs. If he wants to go to C.R., it most definitely be a, a loan. Probably with an option on there, uh, but they would probably be able to take quite a substantial part of his wages, if not all. You know, they do pay decent wages in Syria, um, so that's an option. There are, there's the possibility of a move within the Premier League. West Ham, David Moyes likes him. So I'm a bit reticent to say West Ham like him. David Moyes likes him. That doesn't necessarily say everyone at West Ham likes him, which may be an issue. And we'll come to that on the uh, irons in the fire section later. So uh, Newcastle had a sneaking interest, but I think they're possibly looking elsewhere. But if if it was a loan, they might think about it. So, yeah, um, obviously, yeah, we revealed, Scott, didn't we, that um, on Monday during the conversation with Strips of the captaincy, Ten Hag reiterated that it was probably best for him to move on. Let's, Ten Hag does like Harry Maguire. He does. And, you know, if he was on a 100 grand less a week, Scott, he would be staying. He'd be battling for that first-team place. You just can't have someone over £200,000 a week sat on your bench. It's just not many teams in the world can do that, really, unless you're in Saudi Arabia. You can't do it. So, yeah, um, this one might drag and drag a little bit. I, I do, he he will, probably will start the season with you. Um, and then we'll just have to see where it goes from there. It's it's it, but I I think a loan with an obligation is the most like, likely outcome.
0: Yeah, to me, I think this one's gonna. I, I I know that if there are United fans listening to this, they probably wanted Harry Maguire out of the club yesterday. But it's just not the case, is it? When you have a player that mm. you bought for a, a world record fee for a defender on as much money as you mentioned there, Graham, a couple of hundred grand a week, and, and like he's not any, he's not, and he's he's, he's not, not best- at the peak of his powers.
1: He's, he's not, not, but he's he's not desperate to move either, Scott. You know, he's been, he was a key reason why United didn't pursue the Kim interest. Kim Minjai was going to be announced by Bayern today, I think. But there's a reason United didn't pursue that because they couldn't be left with another player on that sort similar sort of money and um, pushing him further down the pecking order. It, it is a thing. And um, yeah, as we said, as much as United want him out, you know, th- there's a reason that likes so some of these other players, Eric Bay, Alex Tellers, the like. Still at the club, it's not easy. It's, it's obviously well transfer listing players, it's not easy getting them out.
0: Yeah, Toby, just on this conversation that uh Ten Hag had with Maguire, the captaincy was obviously Maguire confirmed that the captaincy was taken off him. The United haven't announced a new captain yet, presumably Bruno Fernandez. Uh, but he obviously we reported as Graham mentioned there that Ten Hag has essentially told Maguire it's probably best if you do go because. Obviously, he didn't get too many minutes at the back end of last season. He's fifth in the in the pecking order of centre-backs, you'd think now. Even Luke Shaw's ahead of him. Is this just a tactic to get him out from United side? Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Because usually, if a player's not
2: leaving, they still retain the club captaincy overall. And Bruno Fernandes could just be the on-field captain. And that's what we saw for large portions of last season. I think this is a statement from Eric Ten Hag to Maguire that United are serious about getting rid this summer and they want some help potentially from his side and from his representatives to make sure that that happens before the end of the summer transfer window. So not great for Maguire to be publicly stripped of the captaincy, I guess. Um, never a nice feeling. And obviously he's got the baggage of being the most expensive defender in the world. So whatever he does next there's going to be huge pressure on Harry Maguire to get that decision right as well. The one thing that I think United may still struggle with is engaging teams to commit to a loan with an obligation to buy. I think most teams would look at a straight loan with an option and want to see how Harry Maguire gets on top teams in Serie A would be no different. United will obviously hope that Maguire follows in Chris Smalling's footsteps if he does make that move but it's a lot for a team to commit to Maguire on an obligation basis. Because as you say, Graham, United arguably would want 50 million as a transfer fee. They'll have to come way down from that. But
0: I think they will as, come way down from that I think anyway. They're still going to want if, 25, if it, 30 a yeah. minimum, right?
2: If
1: it was an obligation, I think it'd be do it around performances. Like, so if he made 30 starts, it might kick in, that sort of thing, no matter where he went. Um, But yeah, most clubs are going to want an option, Toby, as you say. And and that is the thing. It depends. The fee will depend on how much of the wages are going to get taken. Someone might offer 40 million, but then they probably want United to pay half his wages for the rest of his contract. So United have to balance it up, really, no? On which way to go.
0: There are two years left on his contract. I think United have an option to extend it, but I, uh, the way it's, I see it, I can't I can't imagine that they will do that. Uh, you say you say Bruno Fernandez
1: is that who who you want to be um, next captain? I'd I, probably uh, pick
0: Lisandro Martinez or Casemiro personally, but not for not for Uh Just uh, I, I worry about his injury record. I worry about Casemiro's suspension record. <laughs> uh, but it's how, how can Br-
1: it must be a worry for Bruno Fernandes. Like, sure, how can you have someone who's as... As, as petty as him to be Manchester United captain
0: well you could argue that you need your captain to be petty I, I don't know but uh, we should move on from this anyway because yeah. uh, otherwise we're going to get more um, you know we should we should move on because there's a lot of United uh, let's move into Dean Henderson is he going to leave Nottingham Forest that is oh, with Onana coming in you'd imagine that opens the door
1: it, it is. It is. Um, there's speculation. Around. I did get an update from Nottingham Forest this morning. Um, that one isn't quite done. Um, not quite as advanced as we were led to believe at one point. There are talks on going there, but the, the bids aren't quite done yet. Obviously, United is still waiting for Nana. I, I don't see him not going to Forest. So I think that will be done, Scott. Um, it, it ties in in time wise with what Forest wants to pre season. Um Navas has gone obviously. So yeah, I think that will get done. I just don't think it's um as far as on we were led to believe um early in the week. But yeah, I I don't see that being an issue. I think Henderson will get the first team football he
0: desires out of Forest. Anthony Langer. Can I put you on the spot with the latest on him? Or is yeah, you uh,
1: yeah he's been told it can go. He's assessing his options. Everton came in with an offer um, we understand it was a very um, it was a permanent bid but not a lot of money up front <laughs> it was almost akin to a loan deal uh, we're not sure how keen he is there he may go abroad a lot of interest in Elanga. there's a lot of interest in the, in the championship as well I know my own Middlesbrough one who linked with Michael Carrick um, he hasn't really done any deals with United yet but um, I think Elanga is just assessing his options um, I think he might leave England though if he doesn't go to Everton I, I think he might fancy him abroad
0: And then uh, two players who've been linked with moves to Saudi Arabia, Fred and Alex Tellez, both out the exit door. Obviously, I think as it's emerged today, Alex Tellez might be going to Saudi and Fred has interest from clubs in Saudi, but interest from clubs like Galatasaray and Fulham.
1: Yeah, the Fulham one hasn't hasn't taken off at all. Obviously, we're seeing Paulinho linked again. We'll come across that in ends in the Fire later in the pod. But Fred, I, th- I think, again, he's assessing his options, Scott. Um, I think he quite fancies to move to Turkey, which is hence why Gal right, making these bids. He does have offers in, in Saudi, but we're not sure how keen he is on those at the moment. Alex Tellers, yeah, looks like Al Nassar pushing ahead with that. Flamengo in Brazil were quite keen to do the Tellers deal, but they wouldn't get anywhere near um fee you think they wouldn't go above eight million. We think Alnessai is around ten million. Um so it is some money for United coming back in. And not the it takes his these fees aside though, Scott, as we said, it, it, it gets someone like Tellers, it gets his full wage packet off for Bill, because he's not on he's not on ten grand a week. So it, it takes his whole wage packet off, which again if he went to Flamengo, they might not be able to do that. You might have to try and pay him off. Whereas if he goes to Saudi, um that is an option for him. So yeah, we're expecting Tellers to go and And, there's more as well. I say, we go through the whole squad, score by, we are hoping that he follows them out as well um sooner or later um so yeah the, the united are working hard on these exits i think if, I think they're leaving it up to in terms of Fred Henderson, they're leaving it up to the players to try and sort it out with their agents to try and find these clubs um and the same with tellers that's what happens in these deals to try and leave it up to the agents to bring the to, to bring the offers to them and and there's a few coming in though
0: yes indeed, let's move on to. Let's do your favourite player, Graham Musa Diaby. Who wants him? Yeah. What yeah. is the deal here?
1: Yeah, Aston Villa uh, made an opening bid last last week. This told someone it was blending into one already. I think early in the month, we'll just say, they made an opening offer around €35 million. Euros. They've come back in this week. Uh, Monday, we understand, a uh, €50 million Euro offer was put to buy Leverkusen. Our understanding is that this has been—it's uh, been rebuffed, but talks are continuing between the two clubs. Bayer Leverkusen wants sixty million euros, ideally fifty-one million pound. Feeling is maybe fifty-five million euros might do it. Um, this is—I think it's—I I like the player a lot. I think it's a huge upgrade for Aston Villa in terms of what they have. We know they want at least two wing, one winger in, maybe two. To help bolster their forward options, obviously they bolstered the midfield with T. Lewin's at the back with Pau Torres. Musa Diaby, I think, would be an exceptional sign. Only twenty-four. There's so much potential, so much potential left still in him. We obviously know a lot about Musa Diaby. We've been talking about him for well over twelve months from when Newcastle first made the bid last summer. Interestingly, the PIF who tried to sign him last summer, they are trying to sign him again but not for Newcastle this time, for Al-Nassar. Interesting. People are speculating. Could could we see Diaby at Newcastle via Al-Nassar? And we had Eddie Howe confirming over the weekend that a potential loan deal from Saudi were being discussed at the club. So Did he confirm people... that? I must have missed that. Yeah, Newcastle's friendly win over Gateshead at the weekend. He confirmed that was something being looked at by Newcastle loans via PIF. So, uh, of all the players that have gone there, Nevis has been linked. This is the first genuine Newcastle target, or we know a player who Newcastle tried to buy in the past, that it might be going to Saudi. Still believe the player wants to go to Aston Villa. They are favourites. But there's a reason, and, 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 and Moussa Diaby doesn't really fit with what's been going on in Saudi in the pro league. Yes, Neves went, but it's a 24-year-old, very young French international. It's one to keep an eye on. It really is. If found the side this over the line. Let's keep an eye on it. But as, as it stands, Villa are continuing talks, and they are confident about getting him. Uh,
0: Toby, let me just ask. I mean, the, technically, there will be. There are no rules against that. Is that looking? <laughs> are we are we veering there into a little bit more of a? We're going to start investigating this territory and stopping this happening later.
2: Well, it doesn't sit comfortably as it stands, does it? Because it's not as if it's a an affiliation or an official affiliation, kind of like a feeder club system. So we all know that Manchester City are the parent club of many groups, uh, many teams within the City group, and they farm their young players out on loan. And that's a thing that's been in, around in football for 25, 30 years. This has got a completely different feeling, though, because there is no direct correlation between Newcastle United and these Saudi clubs yet. So I would have thought that there needs to be some kind of partnership announced and that Newcastle would need to be like a senior affiliate uh, to be able to send players between the two clubs. Otherwise, of course, there's going to be questions asked about the legality of this and also the morality of it, too, because other teams will be looking at this and thinking, absolutely not. Um, And I'm sure it will kick up a huge stink. There'll be a big storm if this is to happen, uh, not necessarily with Diaby, but any other player, um, it's really going to murky the waters even more because there's already a bad feeling about this, but hmm, it's not for me.
0: As we record, uh, Tottenham are playing West Ham in a pre-season friendly and West Ham have just taken the lead. Toby is absolutely delighted. Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham reign. Graham, off to the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can't get through that off to the worst possible start anyway uh let's talk about graham to move to manchester city because i did mention earlier about a world record fee for a defender in harry maguire
1: sorry I had to, sorry i do interject so sorry about that um can we just talk quickly we are getting confirmation now from brighton um, I'm just reading this message as I get it. Um, confirmation that £70 million bid all in. Some places say this is the second bid. Right in the saying this is actually the first bid from Chelsea, for Moses Caicedo, has been rejected. Um, £70 million all in. So it's it's quite a way away from what they're looking for. £100 million all in, we believe. But yeah, um, so you'll be able to read this on site as, when when you're listening to this. But yeah, the bid has gone in. The opening offer, we did say... Um, Ten days or two weeks ago, probably now. Toby, wasn't it um, when we first reported that Chelsea would gear up to make bid? No surprise that it's gone in. Um, it's just the start of the process. We'll be talking about Chelsea and Caicedo for, ooh, I estimate, a good couple of weeks to come. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are firm favourites for him. The one team the players agreed personal terms. But again, that is a very modern day trait of these green personal terms. It's not an issue. When was the last deal we saw collapse because of personal terms? Doesn't really happen very often nowadays. So yeah, let's keep. I would say say, let's
0: Frankie De Jong. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I shoehorned Man United in there. Sorry,
1: (laughs) but let's keep an eye. Let's keep an eye on Liverpool and Arsenal with Kai Would not rule either of them out here. Really wouldn't. But Chelsea in the driving seat. Well, in poor position as it as it were. They've had this first bid rejected. Um, We'll get a bit more information on it. But yeah, we understand 17 million all in, um, and somewhere short of what Brighton wants. Who wants 100 million at least all in.
0: There you go. Chelsea after Moises Caicedo. Not there yet, but as Graham says, there's plenty of uh, the race to be run there. Uh, Graham, let's switch to Manchester City. We'll come back to Chelsea later on. Uh, Mentioned a world record fee for a defender earlier in Harry Maguire. Is that record about to be broken by Manchester City before, eh, before the new season or before the end of the transfer window?
1: Yeah, talk about talks that have been going on for weeks. Josco Vardiol. He's been sat literally waiting for this call to see he will go and have his medical at City. Um, this deal will happen. Vardiol will become the world's most expensive defender. It's just a matter of how the deal is is broken. And 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 you know what, people get frustrated with clubs, but we're talking when we're talking 100 million euros, this is a complicated deal, guys. It's it's a lot of money. Um when these payments are going to be made, how much up front? And it, these finer details do need to be sorted out. Um, but yeah. From the Leipzig and and there was reports that talks had stopped, never stopped here. It's quite amicable between the two clubs, they get on well, and yet yeah, it's it's when this happens rather than if. I fully expect Vardy to be a City player before the start of the season, Scott. I think it'll be done before the end of the month, and um yeah, City confident this deal. This this will get them. There's no one. Vardy wants to go to City. He's made that clear. No one's no one else is coming for him, so. Yeah, it's virtually a done deal. It really is. This is It's it's bordering on Declan Rice territory now.
0: But, Toby, not everyone wants to be a Manchester City player anymore.
2: Mm. Kyle Walker we'll talk about first. Uh, By Munich, they're interested in him, has been known for a few weeks. They're expecting to offload Penj- Benjamin Pavard this summer. We learned on Friday that Kyle Walker had agreed, in principle... Uh, to move to Bayern Munich, but the two clubs have not yet thrashed out whether or not he's going to go. City expecting an offer to come in from Bayern, a formal offer. Um, they want to keep him around. They want Karl Walker to sign a new deal. Actually, at City, so our understanding is that talks will be held between Walker and City this week, and we might get a little bit of progress there on whether or not Walker will be heading to Bayern Munich. Riyad Mahrez, he is pushing for an exit from Manchester City. Again, we've previously reported about Al-Ali's interest in taking Marez to Saudi Arabia. He wants that to happen. Uh, Al-Ali needs to come closer to Manchester City's valuation. And again, it needs Pep Guardiola to green light the move before Marez is allowed to head to Saudi for any potential medical. And Bernardo Silva, um, another player who has been in the headlines for months, City have told him that he can leave for the right fee. Uh, Barcelona still pursuing this deal. Whether or not they can afford it remains to be seen. They need to get more players out of the door. Frank Kessy is one that they're trying to get rid of. He's got interest from a number of clubs. But PSG also want Bernardo Silva and Saudi are keen on him as well. So there could be multiple exits coming from City, which you'd anticipate would trigger some more incoming business because you get the feeling that City might actually be a little bit light as weird as that is to say will they be a little bit light in a couple of areas if
0: Walker Mares, and Bernardo follow Ilkay Gundogan's lead and leave well I was just going to ask Graham that question I mean you'd think well Rico Lewis has started breaking through right you know he can probably fill in where Carl Walker's going to depart if, if that's the case but if, if they let Mares go and they let Bernardo Silva go like who steps in on the right hand side? Does Phil Foden move across there? But surely there's a time where you can see Phil Foden coming in field and playing in the middle. You know uh, what? What do you think will happen there, Graham?
1: Uh, yeah, the idea is Foden move more more into the middle as we go, even starting next year, which he may be more of a silver replacement. But I, I struggle to see them letting them both go. I really do. What we're hearing at City end, they're, they're digging the heels in. I think that I think that Myers is in a similar position. Position to which Silver was this time last year when Silver was demanding to move. City told him to give him another year. He's done that. So I think Silver's more pressing actually because City did say to him they could go. Obviously, they've said that again this summer, but it depends on the fee. Silver's been complicated once again by Barcelona. You know, PSG were getting quite close. Luis Enrique, his dream has always been at Barcelona. Our understanding is George Mendes has again sat down with Barca trying to hash out a deal. Um, trying to sort something out. There's a potential deal at Barca, but it's if they can have a big sale. So I'm not even sure, like a Frank Kessi sale, for instance, would be able to get Bernardo Silva over the line. As they're going, Barca checking all these off with, with La Liga authorities to make sure the finances are okay. I I don't see how Barcelona can get Silva done. I really don't. I think it's tough. But I think while, Silva, while, while there's hope of a Barcelona move, I think Silva's stalling. He's stalling on PSG. Saudi. I think I think he, we don't know why Silva's that unhappy at City, but he has been for over 12 months now. Whether it's family related, we don't know. He really wants to get out. And I think that's the big issue with him. Marez, you know, his family are from the north northwest. You know, he's married to Ashley Ward's daughter, um, a former footballer. He's very at home in Cheshire. Um, he's happy happy life there. The reason Mares wants to go is because he, he was really hurt by Pep Guardiola not playing him in either the FA Cup or Champions League final. That really, really hurt him. I think the feeling in the club is if Pep can put his arm around Mariz and persuade him to stay, they can get another twelve months out of it. It's whether the the owners feel that thirty million for Mariz is, is too good to turn down. I, I don't think. That's a, uh, I think that's about lessening his market value anyway for Real Mariz. A wonderful talent. I don't see what Man City got with Salimara's. I really don't. I think it'd be almost impossible to replace him, given what he gives off the bench, etc. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I just don't see how they're let them both go unless they've got someone lined up. As we know, City are looking around, but you know, we're talking about Man City here. So signing this caliber of player to get in, there's not that many options out there. You know, like even we talk about Musa in Villa. If Musa Jabin went to City, is he good enough for? Is he good enough for City? Probably not, you know. So to replace these players is tough. i I'm, I'm blasphemy not blasphemy assuming...
0: from you, Graham. Blasphemy. Can't well, we're
1: talking Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez. I think he's so good. Riyad Mahrez. I don't. He doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. You know, he's so good. You know, he he has agreed terms in Saudi, but you know, when you're offered 120 grand a day, it's not hard to agree terms with someone. Um, I don't know. I, I I'd be surprised if City let them both out, but if they do, it must uh, be it must be because they've got something lined up. But I think I think it's a tough sell. Um and the same with Walker. I think Walker's one of those where City is talking to Pep this week and City City have offered him a new deal to take him to 2025, which I think has caught Walker by surprise a little bit, actually. I think he's he's quite thinking. I think mm, you obviously do like me, you want me to stay. So you, you know, City would rather let Can- obviously try to move Cancelo on as well. So I think they would rather keep Walker, sell Cancelo, and I think if Silver deal does happen, it'll be for good money. Let him go. But the Maris one's interesting, really is. I, I just find it hard to see them letting both go when you've already lost Gundogan as well.
0: Let's move on to Irons in the fire, the Toby Cudworth special. Let's talk transfer targets, to, uh, Toby. The first two leave out the Bayern Munich player because we'll come back to that towards the end well Declan Rice
2: is finally gone so we can start talking about how West Ham plan to spend this money that they've they've suddenly got in their bank account um first two players we'll talk about are Fulham Jao Paulinia a player Fulham value at 80 million pounds which is staggering you'd say considering he moved to Fulham for I think a fifth of that last summer from Sporting Lisbon, had a very, very good first Premier League season. Our understanding is West Ham have made an initial approach for Joao that's been knocked back. West Ham have learned of Fulham's valuation. They're not going to pay that under any circumstances. There is a feeling that Fulham could potentially sell for around £60 million, but I think a lot of things would have to fall into place for West Ham to want to commit to that deal. Um, there's also interest in Monaco's Yusuf Fafana, who made his international debut for France last year, featured in six of their seven games at the World Cup. He's very much somebody I would call a Tim Stieden target. So David Moyes has long been looking at a number of Premier League players to potentially replace Rice, the likes of Scott McTominay, James Ward-Prowse, Paulinia. Tim Stieden has come in and he's bringing other targets to the table, obviously using his knowledge of the European market. They may represent better value for money, um, so Fafana is one of those options. There's also Edson Alvarez that West Ham is still looking at. He could have gone to Borussia Dortmund, but that's not going to happen. So there's a five or six players under consideration here. And that's before we even get to Calvin Phillips, who says he wants to stay at city, wants to fight for his place, whether or not, if it comes to it, if he's offered first team football and a chance to cement his Euro 2024 spot, would he turn down going to West Ham? not sure. But again, he wouldn't be cheap. So West Ham need to decide, are they going to try and bring in two players with some of this Declan Rice money and they go for some of the players potentially in Europe? Or do they stump up the, the valuation that Fulham want for Paulina or close to it and look to invest in other areas? Um They need a centre back. We know that Harry Maguire is one player David Moyes likes. Graham's already touched on that. But again, he might not be the profile of player that Tim Steeden would want to bring into West Ham.
0: Toby, I mean, we, we talked about Moyes at the start of the show. I know he won the conference league, but then you go and get somebody like Tim Steeden to come in, who has a different, completely different profile of player that he wants to sign. You got David Moyes over here. Who's very much. I like these kinds of players. You got Steedon here. who like Who's like, I like these kinds of players. It was the perfect time for Moyes, really, to step away at the top, wasn't it? And then you think all the pressure is going to be under if West Ham get off to a bad start, and they all have wasted the transfer window under with a new sporting director just because they're in heads over transfer targets. If it goes it might go swimmingly. It might, but it's risky. It might go swimmingly, but last year West
2: Ham brought Rob Newman into the equation of head of recruitment, and that kind of aligned with David Moyes, and they worked together on transfer targets, but. David Sullivan wasn't particularly pleased with how some of West Ham signings performed last season. That's one of the reasons why the transfer policy has kind of been steered away from Moyes in some respects. And they've brought Tim Stieden in to give an alternative uh, And to- Toby
1: as well. Rob Newman wasn't involved in West Ham's two biggest. Gamaka and What weren't Rob Newman deals. So that tells us that as well. And The other thing, Toby, as well, isn't it, that as, as scott said this summer was the perfect time because come if he's in trouble in october november who's going to take over here john you know, what are you going to do parachute Sam i in but if you changed it now you've got the likes of galtier fonseca at Lille, marco silver at fulham you've got your pick of some top class managers by by sticking with Moyes, you you're, you're committing to not getting the, the manager you want possibly for another 12 months
2: Things have undoubtedly been complicated by student arriving. I think it's good for the long-term future of the club and it does open up the transfer market in some respects because West Ham will start looking at players that they wouldn't have looked at before. But Moyes, we know he has his own defined style and there's only, there's a limited amount of players who would actually fit into David Moyes' way of playing. Um, You'd argue a lot of those aren't playing in continental Europe and they are players who have Premier League experience. So, you know, Players need to come in before the end of August. That much is clear. Who they're going to be. We've only got, what, six weeks of the window left. I know that's a long time. We don't know which direction West Ham are going to go in. And I think that is concerning for me as a supporter. And I think other West Ham fans listening to this podcast will think, hmm, we, we haven't got a set formation. We're experimenting with three-five-two, 5 um, which makes you think, do we know exactly who we want? I'm not well, sure. Well, Toby, as down as you
0: sound... West Ham are now 2-0 up against Tottenham in a pre-season friendly. The second goal... I'm watching the goals as we record this. Uh, Yeah, forgive us. We're recording this uh, just before midday as as this game is on. Uh, The first goal scored by, I believe, Danny Ings trickled under Vicario. The second goal, Vicario passed it out for a corner. And West Ham scored from corner. But, uh could I, could I
2: just clarify, is this the same Vicario that we heard was the best goalkeeper in Serie A last season and was going to be the uh, the saviour of the Tottenham Hotspur?
1: Can, can I just confirm that I did say on that podcast that I was very worried by Vicario coming in. <laughs> I I, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I thought he was a massive, massive risk. Not jumping on saying he's going to be a bad sign anyway, but I always thought if you're at mid, mid to late 20s still playing for Empoli, then that
0: probably said a lot. Anyway, Toby, it's not all bad news for West Ham. And also, uh, Leon Goretzka? What?
2: Yeah, it's a link that's emerged in the last sort of 24, 48 hours. Um, Leon Goretzka at Bayern Munich, obviously, one of Europe's biggest clubs. And Goretzka has played an awful lot of football for them. He's been first choice. He's been linked with Manchester United. He's been linked with Liverpool. Those are the profile of clubs you'd expect him to be targeted by. If he were going to leave Munich. Uh West Ham came into the conversation, but it's our understanding that Leon Goretzka's got absolutely no intention of leaving Bayern this summer. He's very happy where he is. Um, I'd be surprised actually if Bayern wanted to sell Goretzka, even though they've brought Conrad Leimer in, there's uncertainty over Kimmich's long term future at the club. Goretzka is a player who offers everything really. Um defensive-minded, good box-to-box midfielder, strong, athletic. Um, Bayern perhaps looking to fund some future business, Graham, is the only thing you could say?
1: Yeah, possibly. I think I, th- I think Bayern might be willing in some ways to let him go, but the word we're getting from Gretz's camp, he's got no intention, of the, which is why, you know, United um, looked at it. Was it last summer, Scott, when... United were blatantly used by Gretzky's camp to get a new contract Absolutely. out of Bayern. Yes. That, that was one of the most blatant ones we've seen in many a year, wasn't it, last last summer? Where United did bite, unfortunately for them, um, at the time. And uh, they used that to get a big new contract out of Bayern. Um, so, I, I I think that they would look it, but I'd say he wants to fight for his players. I think of all the midfielders that Bayern in there, I still think Graven Birch is... is is the most likely to leave. And we know he has interest, potential loan. So I think we may see an exit in there, but it's more, I think Graven Birch remains the most likely. I I think Bayern wouldn't mind it being Gretzka because he would come with a hefty price tag. He really would. But yeah, I don't think he's in a massive hurry hurry to leave, which is why we're not really seeing, because if he was available, you know, we're seeing United linked to Amrabat, we're seeing Liverpool linked to all sorts. And if Gretzka was available, he would be very high on United and Liverpool's list. Very high.
0: Talk to us anyway, Graham, about uh, the latest between Bayern and Harry Kane. I can imagine Harry Kane playing. Uh, I'm sorry, like it, it's a preseason friendly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he is playing in that game, and they might win uh, as as we speak. Uh, maybe maybe that might come back, but obviously Harry Kane targeted by Bayern Munich. Daniel Levy is no, I'm not giving you a price tag. Harry Kane has met with Andrew Costa Koglu this week. He's currently playing his first preseason friendly for Spurs. What is the latest here? And just another question, really. I mean, we talked about this before, but Brian's strategy is so different. It, it, to me, it's just so different this summer compared to past summer. So, look, what's your take?
1: I, yeah, the take hasn't changed. Sense hasn't changed from Tottenham. The, the gambling—they're going to keep him. Levy's going to keep him. Try and sign this new deal. I don't think. I think Kane's quite happy to it to January, and, and uh, as we've alluded to before, Scott, he's going to be part of this dream team at real madrid and Mbappe and kane on free transfers it's going to be a, a thing I, I do you know i think speaking to people behind the scenes i think there isn't a price tag put on this but i get i get the impression you know, i'm told that if someone came in with 120 million pound that that would persuade levy to do it and i think that's about right scott you know you i think, think that's 100 what we're looking at. pounds 100 million no I, I no, i think he'd want um he, he'd want to smash the british record He'd he demand British record territory here. 100, I don't think 100 would do it. We're talking 100 for Caicedo. It's 120 million. And, and so if Bayern were to do that, you know, that's that's nearly doubling their record transfer. Nearly doubling. So think about that for a I, while. I think Bayern's confidence is misplaced. I don't think that... Um, well, we'll see. Actually, it's interesting today. We're seeing that Christian Freund is being confirmed as their new sporting director from Leipzig. We'll see what he he he, he has to say on the situation. Um Bayern obviously as well claiming that they'll come for him again in January. I think if Bayern are to get him, I think they're pushing now, Scott, because they know if they get to get Harry Kane, it has to be the summer. If it goes to January, they're not getting him. You know, you know, there's not there are there's gonna be bigger, better teams, unfortunately, for Bayern that want him in January, in my opinion. I think he will look elsewhere. Personally, I think if Bayern want him, which is why I think they're pushing now, the the, the they need to get him now. But to get him, uh, yeah, I think they're looking at doubling their transfer record. And then they won't pay. I simply don't think they'll pay that. As much as 2K will want them to, I don't think they'll pay it.
0: Um, so Um no, Could they justify nothing... do that anyway on a player who's pushing 30 or back to turn 30 if he hasn't already with a year left on his contract? That would be odd baby
1: maybe yeah yeah there's no there's no massive selling value you, you get four good years out of him four or five good years out of him but obviously it's, it's how big is on factor in these cases scott you know like any that's the thing we care now isn't it with anyone buying him if united came in from whoever there's no selling value there and that and that's the key isn't it um i think with anyone looking to invest here there's no sell on value you know so it's all very well comparing it to mbappe but you know you real take mbappe there's still you know they could sell him to Saudi for hundred million in a few years' time, maybe. But that option isn't there for Harry Kane. So no. But in turn, going back to Daniel Levy, he, he hasn't he hasn't buckled. And and talking about that price tag, that really is only me speculating. Um, there is no indication um, from Daniel Levy that that is the um, that is the case.
0: Let's move on, shall we, to uh, the Chelsea buyout. Anyway, uh Graham, we'll come back to you because there's a few, there's a few names I'll throw at you here. Let's do let's start with Ethan Ampadu. He's going to Leeds, right? As a, as a Welshman. Maybe Leeds wouldn't have been the first choice, but it's a good level for him to play at. Regular first team football. He might not get relegated again, but that deal's done. Is that right?
1: Yeah, around seven million pounds. He finally gets a permanent deal, Ethan Ampadu. Um he's been trying his hand abroad a lot, hasn't he? I um, think the last move in England, was he the last one he had in England, I believe? Um, they were quite keen to get him again. He's turned down a, lot, a few other offers to go there. So, interesting move from Leeds. You know, they've lost Robin Koch, etc. Someone who can play very, I think very similar to him. Someone who can play midfield, defence. So, yeah, not a bad signing for Leeds, I don't think. Um, I think it really bolsters their squad.
0: And what about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang?
1: Yeah, um, he quite fans. He clearly fancies um, Champions League football, which is one reason that um, he's considering Marseille. Marseille have come in for him, offering him a, a decent deal. Chelsea won't, told him he's not going on a free transfer. Um, I think Chelsea, Chelsea would have liked him to to commit to Saudi Arabia. It's seemingly, though, he's turning down Saudi Arabia and he's heading for France as we speak. Three year deal, apparently, is in place from what we're being told. Marseille, who. Um, shift now. trying to sign Ileman Ilim- and die from there. Talks are ongoing, but that's hit the buffers a little bit, but they're still trying to get him as well. Um, so, yeah, um, looks like I'm staying in Europe um, with Marseille. Interesting move.
0: Toby, I'll come to you for this one. Romelu Lukaku, what is happening? Because th- this has been th- one of the most disastrous transfers I can ever remember for, for me. I think it- it's we've had some bad ones, but I think Chelsea signing him from Inter for as much money as they did. He had a decent start. Remember, he scored a few goals in his first few games. Did that interview, kind of fell off. And now he was he went back to Inter on loan. Seemed like it was going to happen. Now I'm seeing Inter have completely dropped out of the race because he's been flirting with other clubs. Is that the case? Essentially, uh, nothing wrong with Lukaku doing that. We know Juventus
2: and teams in Saudi Arabia have shown an interest in him. And it's our understanding that Lukaku's reps have held talks with them, Um, despite his preference being to go back to Inter. He's said that publicly. He's intimated that to the club behind the scenes that he wanted to go back to Inter. But Inter have got wind of the fact that Lukaku has been negotiating with Juve, um, explored the possibility of going to Saudi, and they've pulled away from talks as it stands. So I think the real thing here is that Inter a myth that he's been talking to Juve and their direct rivals. Obviously, Juventus have dominated Serie A for a number of years, um, fallen off the wagon over the last 12 or 18 months. But a signing of Lukaku's calibre would no doubt elevate Juve back into the title picture. Inter are just disappointed, I think, at Lukaku's behaviour. And they thought if he was as committed to the Inter project as he told them, he wouldn't have been negotiating with Juve. So... Currently, those talks are off. Lukaku is back with Chelsea. Um, and we now need to wait and see whether or not the Juventus talks push on or whether or not the Saudi move that he has said he had no interest in is resurrected. But I think the case hasn't changed for Chelsea. He won't be staying at Stamford Bridge. There is a desire for him to leave. It just may not be to winter as we expected it.
0: Well, you say with Chelsea, he's at Chelsea. Chelsea's squad are not... At Correct. Chelsea currently. <laughs> so he's uh Chelsea very much want to offload him. Uh Graham, surprised. What 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 do you think will happen here?
1: Yeah, massive surprise. And look, people um shocked at it. I, I don't think they saw massively wrong with what they're doing. You know, they had to cover the bases to a certain extent, and, and we'd seen that they'd had brief talks with Milan as well. I think that into yeah, um, didn't think enough was being done. On Lukaku's part, I think it's a bit harsh from their point of view. Um, wouldn't rule wouldn't rule out necessarily this not coming about again. I think we all feel that, don't we? Would if if this deal came back on, I'm sure we all wouldn't be the biggest shock of the window. But yeah, um, I think into it now, looking looking around, looking at the other targets. There's not. For for what they're talking money wise, there's not that many of options out there. That's the issue Inter have got. And we know Lukaku fits in the system. He fits with the manager, if it's with Martinez. So yeah, it is off at the minute. It's caught a lot of people by surprise. And it is dead in the water as we speak. But it wouldn't surprise me. We've if we seen talk.
0: we've seen much weirder things happen than Yeah, it
1: wouldn't spinners. surprise me if this time next week we we're talking about him being presented into. Inter. Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Uh Toby, who do they want instead?
2: Arsenal striker Follerin Balogun is the new name on the radar. He scored 21 goals on loan at Stad Rem last season in Liga. He is away with Arsenal at the moment in the US on their pre season camp. But we've previously reported on 90 Minute that Arsenal have told Balogun's representatives that they can look for another club. Um, he's already said that he doesn't want to go out on loan again. Arsenal obviously have a number of forward options. So for Gall- for Balogun, sorry, to get regular first team football under Mikel Arteta, it looks unlikely. The stumbling block here is Arsenal want 50 million for following Balogun, even though he's only had one season of senior football. That's not a price that Inter are willing to pay, um, but there is serious interest there. So they will explore a potential deal probably around 30. I think, is a more feasible figure. That's probably where Inter want to get to, between 30 and 40 million. Um, he's only 22, as I've said there. He switched his international allegiance to the United States. Already scored for a goal for them in the Nations League final. So he could be the one that Inter turned to if the Lukaku deal does not come
0: back to the table. Let's do a final section of the show. alexander Mitrovic, Graham.
1: Yeah, um, two bids from Saudi for him. Um, milikovic Savic has already gone there. He's a good friend. He's obviously singing praises of the country because Mitro is quite keen to go. Big, big few weeks coming up for Fulham. You know, we've talked about Paulini in West Ham and Mitrovic. You know, (laughs) these, them two players are so key to what Fulham are and what they do. They're two best players by probably quite by distance really what to do, do at the moment they're inclined not to accept it Um they they don't want to let him go i'm I'm still surprised that we haven't seen metro linked to a few more european clubs you know the likes of uv etc i think it'd be by buy munich um hasn't happened even in england you know i'm surprised there's a few more in england so um as it stands yeah the saudis are pushing hard for him it's in Fulham squad at the moment. They're not, they're not inclined to accept it, but the player is pushing for it.
0: Yes, indeed. We will, uh, we'll wrap it there for you just because we do have other things to get along with and uh, obviously stuff to attend to on the website as well. You can read all the latest that we've been speaking about on nightymin.com forward slash talking transfers, nightymin.com for all the latest in general on the socials, 90 underscore football and at double underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth and at Graham Bailey for all of us. That has been Graham, Toby and I, Scott. Thanks for listening to another Talking Transfers, everyone. We'll be back later this week on Friday. So thanks. Until next time, see you then. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app.